0: All right, Recovery First Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Todd. This is our Recovery Share. This one today is about the uh, current proposed bill. It's getting ready to get a number. We've got some sponsors and Lee Hewitt, Russell Fry, always a great champion for recovery, and uh, some other folks, uh, Eric Bedingfield, who was a former legislator and now works for Greenville Tech, all these folks are stepping up to help us out with this. And uh, basically, it just changes the way that we describe substance use disorder, people who suffer from substance use disorder, mental illness, people who suffer from mental illness. Uh, instead of saying things like clean and addict, we we talk about it's a people first language. Persons in long-term recovery, people who suffer from mental illness. It gets rid of these stigmatizing labels like addict, clean. I'm not even going to say the other. There's a lot of terrible labels that can be attached to people who suffer from substance use disorder and mental illness. And we hope to change this because... A lot of times, families and people will not come forward to get help with substance use disorder and mental illness for fear of being labeled with these stigmatizing, discriminatory, demoralizing labels. The Recovery First podcast is a podcast that helps highlight local initiatives in Greenville, South Carolina, and as well as on a national stage in the recovery communities. Here you will hear a wider range of topics surrounding addiction, recovery, and amazing advocates helping to make a difference in the recovery space. If you or a loved one are struggling with substance use disorder, please contact us today by calling 864-787-3798 or by visiting www.freedomrecoverycenterofgreenville.org. Now, let's get ready to hear another amazing podcast with your host, Mike Todd. And I just want to say this uh, to the 12-step folks. Yes, yes. Um, I grew up in a 12-step program. Yes, it saved my life. And um, listen, nobody is trying to tell you what to do or what to say or how to describe yourself. You can describe yourself any way you want to. Um, I will admit that when I'm in uh, the confines of uh, 12-step recovery, when I'm around folks, I may say things like clean. I I may say things like I may introduce myself as an addict. When I'm in those confines, um, when I'm around my people, okay? I say those things. That's, that's me. And, and, and I think a lot of people are getting upset and saying, well, what are you trying to tell us? We can't. No, nobody's telling you that. Nobody is telling you that. But let me just t- kind of explain something. If I'm out here talking to a legislator, or if I'm out here talking to the sheriff, or if I'm out here talking to people in recovery, and I introduce myself as an addict, they don't know what that is, folks. If I introduce myself as a person in long-term recovery, I explain to them that I have seven grandkids. I've been married for twenty-five years to the same woman. Um, you know, and and you know, I talk about and describe and label myself as someone who has overcome. They understand that people do recover and can recover. Um you know if I if I say well I got clean when I was 25 years old to a bunch of mothers um at the country cl- or wherever um at an event uh they're going to look at each other and say well where was his mom like did she not teach him how to take a bath I mean did he not start taking a shower until he was 25 folks I get it, it you know it, it, there's there's different language the, the, the masons have language okay I don't know what it is because I'm not a Mason. I mean, different groups and clubs and whatever have their language. I'm not a part of that group or that club, so I don't know what the heck they're talking about. Okay? So as we get out here to try to get services, to try to get funding, To try to do things to open up and get more help out here for people who suffer from substance use disorder and mental illness. We have to talk in language and in terms that people understand us. And we have to talk in terms and language of person first. So that we aren't stigmatizing and that we aren't discriminatory. Just the facts. It's just The facts, again, nobody's trying to tell anybody within the confines of a 12-step community how to describe themselves. You can just, like I said, you can describe yourself however you want to. You are you, okay? Um, But for me, when I'm out here in the community, when I'm out here talking to the sheriff, when I'm out here talking to, to legislators, about things that need to be done and and, and gaps upon gaps and n- no representation of people with substance use disorder and, pe- and people that suffer from mental illness, um, I've got to use language that they understand. And the first thing they need to understand is that I am a person. I am a person, first and foremost. I am a part of this community. Whether I struggled with substance use disorder, whether I struggle with mental illness, I'll be the first. I am not ashamed to get out here and say that this has been a part of my life. This has been a part of my struggles. This, is, this has been a part of things that I have overcome. And I, and, and I don't have any shame, but I'm going to tell you there's a lot of shame around this. There's a lot of shame around it. And we've got to stop. We've got to move forward in 2022 with person-first language. I'm going to ask everybody to look at this bill, get behind it. Again, thank you, uh, Representative Fry. Thank you, uh, Representative uh, Chandra Dillard. Thank you, Eric Bedingfield. Uh, Thank you, Lee Hewitt. Thank you, South Carolina Recovery Housing uh, Association. Uh, Thank you um, to the... uh, South Carolina Recovery Coalition, uh, South Carolina Recovery Advocacy Project, all you folks that are getting behind this, let's change this so that more people will feel comfortable and supported with coming forward to get help with mental illness and substance use disorder. Mike Todd, Recovery First Podcast. Hit me with an inbox if you want to talk to me. I'll be glad to reach out and and talk with you about this. Uh, We look forward to talking about this some more. So 30 years ago, when I first came into recovery, we didn't have recovery housing. If someone was seeking recovery and maybe coming to meetings and didn't have anywhere to live, we'd basically try to help them find somewhere to live. And, and that's how it all started. It, we all started basically living together and keeping each other accountable um, in recovery. Now, as the years have gone through, um, it's basically turned into an industry. And with that industry, there comes a lot of challenges. Um, there's a, quite a bit of exploitation. Um, you know, you're dealing with a very, very vulnerable population. So that's the reason that we started the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to help providers to help other recovery housing operators, to help mentor them, um, to help to advocate for them. And one of the things that we did right off the bat was we started getting the on into all recovery housing in South Carolina. We were very fortunate to get a grant from the Clinton Foundation and some help from the Recovery Advocacy Project and Challenges Inc. and Favor Greenville. All of them combined have helped the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to begin getting naloxone into all recovery housing in South Carolina and to help train their residents on the use of naloxone. We believe that is the first standard uh, that we need to accomplish in South Carolina. Recovery housing operators are a very valuable resource to those suffering from substance use disorder in South Carolina, and we want to advocate for them, train them, mentor, and just work with them with whatever needs that they may have. If you want to get in touch with us, it's screcoveryhousing.org.